Episode 35, Owning an RV. What's it like? Gene and Jerry Parks bought their first RV in 1990. They use it about four months each year. They have traveled all over America and most of Canada. What's it like? How much does it cost? What is so good about it? What are major problems? They sat down and talked to me in our kitchen about it a few weeks ago. The little sizzle sound you hear in a short part of the recording is caused by sautéing shrimp. Nothing is wrong with your speakers. A note to the listener. This episode runs longer than most of these. While most retirement talk programs run 7 to 10 minutes, this program runs almost 25 minutes. If you want to know about the life of an RVer, it is worth every minute. We uh, bought our first motorhome in 1990 because we needed a place to live when we went to graduate school, and we had a child and a cat. And going to Oregon for the summer was overwhelming to think in terms of getting ourselves a cat, find a place, live, study, blah, blah, blah. So we found a motorhome that would accommodate two students, a child, and a cat. And we took off down the road, and we used it those first four years when we were working on our graduate degrees in the summer to, to live in. And then we just used it around Alaska until you retired in 97. Right. So in 97 then, we did our first cross-the-nation trip. And our pattern has been to leave Alaska about October 1st, be gone until the first, oh, somewhere between the 10th and 15th of December. And so we drive out uh, from Alaska to someplace, northern U.S. someplace, to no ice and snow someplace. And then we uh, play, and then we put the motorhome in storage in December and fly back to Alaska, to Anchorage, and spend Christmas and... January and do our taxes, and then we leave at the end of February, 1st of March, fly back to the motorhome, get it out of storage, gear up, play for another two months, and we usually leave the northern border of the U.S. Um, to head for Alaska about May 1st, and we found that that usually would provide us with good roads, with no ice and snow. And in that time, since 90 and now to 2007, Jerry has put on virtually every mile we've had. And our first motorhome we traded in after 85,000 miles. Right. And the second motorhome we are now at 145,000 miles. And so that, yes, we, and we love it. We stay in it. That We have stayed in maybe three hotels in that amount of time. Mm, amazing. Can you talk a little bit about how big your motorhome is? Well, our, our motorhome is what they call a Class A. Our first one was a Class C, which is like a, a Ford van with a motorhome built on the back of it. And this one is a Class A, which is a 32-foot holiday rambler, vacationer. It's a basic uh, Class A. It uh, doesn't have any slide-outs or anything like that, but it... Uh, 
gives us uh, approximately eight foot by 32 feet of living space. So that's 250 square feet roughly of, of space within which we have everything that we need to survive very, very well. Uh, it's amazing we can uh, pull up to some place and go visit our relatives and we can go back out at night when everybody else goes to bed. We get in our own bed. We have our own stuff hanging in the closet. We can do whatever we want. We're not hampered by, you know, staying in somebody else's house or whatever. So it, it works great for that kind of stuff. We go into, uh, our daughter lives in Washington, D.C. as a student. Uh, and has off and on for the last 10 years while well, we can go out to Washington, D.C., pull into uh, a park in uh, Cherry Hill, which is right on the Beltway, and we can, from that park, we can access the whole city without ever moving the motorhome by using the metro and bus lines and the like. And, uh, so we can see whatever we want to see in the city. We can go visit our daughter, uh, and it's still just like we were at home in our place in Anchorage because we have everything basically we have in Anchorage, just a, a smaller accommodation. Yeah. Do you pull a car with you? Uh, for the first uh, 12 years, we did not pull a car. The last three years, we've pulled a car. And partially because of some circumstances of having to be in one particular place for a longer period of time, uh, a car became a little more handy. Uh, although the first 10 years, even on the years that we needed the car the most, I think we paid, we figured out we only paid $1,000 worth of rental fees that year. And we were doing the same kind of time schedule and really didn't need the car because uh, we could go into most places and and either public transportation or whatever. And you learn the tricks on renting a car that uh, Enterprise will rent cars on weekends for $9 a day because they're not open on Sunday for you to bring them back. So they let you take it on Friday and you keep it all weekend and bring it back on Monday. And, and those sorts of things, and so you, you get it figured out. Uh, we've been in every state in the United States except Hawaii, obviously, because we cannot. We're, we're not going to spring for a boat, boat trip, trip. <laughs> with the motorhome. <laughs> Do you like the life of the campgrounds, RV places, the people you meet, the things you do? Yeah, I can't say that we have, some people that travel in RVs end up with Christmas card lists that are super long because they've met their very best friend next door in every campground they go to. Sometimes we don't even talk to the people next door. We go in and do our thing and we don't socialize. Other times we go in and we, you know, we play we play the RV game we call it, you know, where you nod and you say hello and and then you talk about your rigs and your whatevers and you can never get beyond that. We have um I think we've maybe nurtured some friendships of people that we knew uh, prior to our being, but we haven't developed that. The lifestyle we like, but <laughs> the funny part of it is we like cities. Now we have friends who RV and they stay in county and state campgrounds all the time. They, they would never stay in a city. They find them to be deplorable. I, we like cities. 
So we go to the city, and you can just bet, wherever that campground is, it will have a freeway, an airport, and a railroad track uh, within a quarter of a mile of the RV park. It, they can be very loud, and so occasionally it's nice to get to a quieter RV park. But those, if you have a good RV and you close them up, you do just fine, and you just don't sit out on the patio very much. But but it gives you that place to live that is home, I guess. Is it cheaper than traveling and renting hotels? And I don't think so. We, we figure our motorhome costs us just to own, not expenses, $1,000 a month. That And so when you consider that, I'm sure you could fly. We know we can fly to and from Anchorage as cheaply as we can drive. That's just expenses. And that's not counting the depreciation of the motorhome, the insurance, and then all the maintenance and all that stuff. And the motorhome itself costs us about $1,000 a month. And You mean to maintain it and stuff? Or to, to buy it, to license it, to insure it. Uh, just own it. Uh, our second motorhome cost us about $75,000. After it is now, how old is it? Nine years old? Yeah. Eight, nine years old. And it's maybe worth 30. So that's $45,000 of depreciation. Plus, it's cost us $1,100 a year for insurance. So 45 plus, you know, that's yeah. <laughs> that's 9000 That's 54000 you know, you begin to look at these, and it's no less expensive. And and when we first started RVing, we figured it cost us, we needed expense money of $100 a day. And that was, if we were driving the motorhome, that would fill the tank and pay the overnight spot. Or if we weren't driving the motorhome, that was recreation. That, I mean, we just budgeted $100 a day is what it would cost us to be on the road. Now we figure it is almost two hundred dollars, two hundred or two hundred and fifty a day. It's gone up that much. And the gas price is, is you know, triple what we were paying when we first started yeah. our being. And yeah. we only get seven or eight miles per gallon, so it's outrageous, mm. just outrageous. But I mean, it gets back to we like it. As you get older, uh, I'm just turned 60 years old and I keep thinking well how many more years do I want to be driving up and down the freeway with uh, a rig that weighs 25,000 pounds loaded and and it's now 30 feet plus 20 feet of car you know he's always 55 60 feet long wow. and so that's that's a, a thing that I look at but when we look at our lifestyle, the biggest thing that we see is it gives me a place to be if it's Jerry's thing. And so he goes off and does his thing, and I stay in the motorhome, and I'm essentially at home. So I, And it gives us a spot. And when we are, even when we were visiting my mother um, in her small hometown or when she wintered in Arizona, it was really nice to have the motorhome to get away from mom. I mean, now that I don't have her anymore, I'd miss her. But even that, I didn't want her 24 hours a day. You know, and so you go back, and you had your own bathroom and shower and your own bed, and you get up and down however many times you want at night. And 
mom doesn't hear you and you don't worry about waking mom and I mean, all of that, that becomes really significant. We spent more time, I think, with our relatives the last 10 years than almost any of our other relatives did with with our relatives because we were able to come and go and not be there continuously for five days or 12 days or however many days you vacation. Right, right. We we give them a break from us and we had a break from them every day because we'd go back to our own place no matter where we were and and that worked well with it and uh, you know we travel with a computer uh, and and in the last two years Jerry's had Wi-Fi and that's been the remarkable technology that allows us to almost any place you're able to get Wi-Fi and so we can do our banking and we can do our email and we can keep track of the weather and we can keep track of anything we want and we can you know print off maps to see where we're going we can do I mean the technology is there to do whatever you want and and that's been really great I mean we can be gone for two and a half months or two months whatever it takes and we can never have to pay a bill everything's paid automatically or I can pay it through using email and I can keep track of the bank and make sure that the checks are deposited and all those sorts of things. And so it, it makes it real, real handy to do that. Is it really uh, worrisome driving a big rig like that? The danger, the difficulty? Uh, it's not worrisome. It's it's something that you want to be at. You don't want to be feeling peaked. I mean, if you got a really bad cold or something like that, it's not fun to spend a lot of time on the road with that kind of rig, especially around bigger cities and traffic and mm-hmm. interstates, like Interstate 40 is wall-to-wall trucks who are driving 10 miles an hour faster than the speed limit and uh, kind of keep you on your toes. But it's, uh, it's not something that... Uh, anybody who's a decent driver should worry about. It's not something that if I was at all, uh, like I say, when I don't know if I want to be doing it when I'm 70 years old. I mean, there are a lot of people who do, but I don't know whether I would feel that I would be at the peak of what I should be to do that kind of stuff. Well, and you've, you've done the, I forget what it's called, but AARP has the, uh, it used to be called 55 over... Well, Alive, alive, alive driving and, course. And it's a little different now. but And that's the thing they keep cautioning people about is the reflexes decrease with every year. And it isn't that you're a bad driver. It's that you don't respond as quickly as what you used to. And so you can maybe not cause the accident, but you can't keep out of it like you could when you were younger. So that's what we've looked at too. If we do this, when we bought this motorhome, uh, we thought, well, you know, we'll probably want to do this for 10 years. Well, here it is, eight or nine years. And yeah, we're thinking, well, another 10 years. But in reality, we're thinking, well, if we get to, you know, in another five years, seven years, that probably will be enough. Yeah, and we've, we've, you know, we meet people of all ages doing it, I mean, too. I mean, there are people that are older than us that are out there doing it, and some of them don't travel quite as far in the day as, you know, they may make a... 200 mile move when they move and they stay places for a longer period of time and 
those sorts of things. And uh, in, in the in the everything is everything about motor homing and RVing has changed. It seems like in the last seven or eight years, it seems like we go into parks and we see far more people who that is their only home. They're full timing it, or they're construction workers that are using the motorhome parks and the RV parks as their, that's where they live. Yeah. Children going, buses, you know, children catching buses. And so this means that this 35 foot trailer that they're living in is home, it's home. And so, it yeah, it really is different. It isn't just the take the kids out of school for a year and homeschool them while we're touring the nation, which a lot of people have done that and that's, you know, a unique thing, but it, I think we've seen more and more. It's not seasonal either. It's right. 12 months out of the year that they're doing this. Well, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've never done it, and we've often wondered what it was like, but yeah. we've gone the hotel route. Yeah. Our sedan and yeah. Yeah. that sort of thing. Well, and, and it's one of those things... Uh, some people start later in life, and I've heard there are tr um, training programs for driving, what are driver's training programs for RVs. Mm -hmm. And so that would be a way, you know, Jerry started it when he was, I guess, mid-40s. And so, you know, driving the, that 27-foot motorhome, it took a little while to learn it. Then when we went up to the 32-foot, it took a little more to learn that. And then when he added a car to it, he had to keep adding oops, keep adding a little more skill to it. So, But I'd also grown up in, in farming country and was used to having a trailer of some kind behind the vehicle. So I'd pull vehicles, then I'd pull trailers. So I'd, I had some experience other than the family sedan that, that I had driven in. So that made a little bit of yeah. So now you're in a debate as to whether to get another one and go another round. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, be interesting. Or figure something else out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. And we know a lot of people that just strictly use the RVs to go from one fixed place to other, like from Anchorage to Phoenix. And when mm -hmm. they get to Phoenix, they move out of their RV into their other house, and they just mm -hmm. use it as transportation mm -hmm. to and from. Uh, Wow. And park it. Another option. Yeah. yeah. Expensive one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we met a guy down in Puerto Vallarta, and he drives every year and has for 15 or 20 years from Sitka yes. to Puerto Vallarta. Yes. Takes a little ferry and then drives out. And, and he drive, but he drives a van. Mm -hmm. But Puerto Vallarta is quite a ways down in Mexico. Yes, it is. They do it all every, every year. And then they stay two or three months in a hotel down there once they get there. Yep. Yeah, and we've considered that because that's... I mean, people have been very creative on doing what they enjoy doing. I, I can't imagine those people that have a motorhome and they don't drive it. I figure, why bother with a motorhome? I'd get something... I would do like that. I would get a you know an apartment or something. Yeah. But if you want to drive and take everything with you, then that's where I see a motorhome yeah. works. Yeah. We we do the motorhome thing, towing a car. A lot of people would argue that the thing to have is like a trailer with a pickup, pickup with a fifth wheel trailer, mm -hmm. so that that you don't 
have to have two engines, <laughs> so to speak, mm -hmm. and you can leave the trailer and then drive the truck around. So, you know, we pick one option, but mm -hmm. a lot of people go the other go way. The other way yeah. So. Yeah. And we yeah. just have friends that we stopped and saw in Mesquite, Nevada that are going another option. They are having Pacifica for a car, and they're going to be, they just bought a 17-foot Casita trailer to pull behind it, which uh, 17 by about 7 foot is the total living space. It's like a, it's like, a like your can. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's this little tiny. It's it's a mini trailer. Yeah. And what did he say? It was only two thousand pounds total that it weighs, or something. I mean, it's very light, and they can pull it behind their little Chrysler. Huh? A Chrysler. A Chrysler Pacifica. It, it's just a van. It's a van. Yeah. yeah. And well, they call them crossover vehicles, I think. Okay, so like it's all-wheel drive or something. But their beds are in there or something. Well, it has a the they make you make the dinette into a king-size bed, and then it has a little other little table. We saw the floor plan. We haven't seen the trailer yet, mm -hmm. but they wanted to try it. They said they they don't want to go out for long periods of time, but they're thinking a day or two. It has a little toilet and shower and sink, and it only holds. 25 gallons of water or something, you know, very small, minimal, but they said, we just want to go out for an overnight in the desert, and and uh, there and it was less expensive, and they said, this is what we decided we'd try, and in a year's time, we may end up selling it and getting something bigger, we may decide we like this, or we may sell it and never get in a little vehicle again. Do you, do you want a little bit of uh, RV humor? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll not put profanity into it, but the question That's is... Okay. This is the internet. Oh, okay. No, okay. No. You don't think I should... You aren't going to use our names, are you? Alias and stuff. The joke is, how, how do you actually survive two of you together for two and a half months and 32 feet? And so the, the test is when you see an RV or you say, so how is the hall sex? And, and the, uh, if the response is, well, every time we go past each other, it's F you. <laughs> that means <laughs> it's not going very well. <laughs> if it's not that, if it's, oh, it's, everything's fine, then, then it's okay. <laughs> Gene and Jerry Parks live in Anchorage, Alaska. They speak from experience. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry.